0: socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank that's mutiny radio rentals every thursday saturday and sunday from 8 to 10 book your event now trying to hurt me but boy how it burns me when i
1: don't know nothing i'm just obsessed with how you stink you stink you stink please get me a doctor
2: That's right, fuck me. Welcome to the St. Putrick's Day edition of Happy Hour, the happiest hour. I hope no one's drinking outside because that's illegal, but it is St. Patrick's Day, so all the rules are thrown out the window as girls puke on their shoes, you know, without even, without volition. Girls puking on their shoes all over. Amateurs here, All the way from Walnut Creek into the city, puking on their shoes. Yay, it's the happy hour, the happiest of hours. It is St. Patrick's Day here today, and we're going to get started. I don't see your first comedian, but I do see your second. Duh. She is an amazing human being. Not only is she lovely, not only is her hair a new and beautiful shade of lavender, she's a hilarious human being who hosts a podcast every Thursday from 8 to 10 called Ask a Divorcee. She's a hilarious comedian. You guys are going to enjoy her material right now. Everybody clap your hands wildly for Annette Mullaney.
3: Oh, what a large assembly. So, uh, um, happy St. Patrick's Day. How's everybody doing with that? Um, I have mixed feelings about St. Patrick's Day. Uh, You know, any excuse to get drunk is kind of chill, but uh, uh, I'm actually Irish. Uh. Yeah, no, but for real. I got the passport and everything. Yeah, what's up? It's actually Milani back in the old country. Uh, You can tell from my accent how fucking Irish I am. (laughs) Um, And my St. Patrick's Day usually goes uh, Usually goes one way, which is I'm like, ah, fuck this dumb shit. And then I get a couple drinks in me. And pretty soon I'm lecturing strangers about how the famine wasn't caused by a potato blight, but was the result of a deliberate English policy to starve the Irish. And Ireland was a net exporter of uh, food during the entire famine years. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. And usually by the end of the night, I am drunkenly singing IRA songs. Uh, (laughs) So that's probably how my evening's going to go. Um, I, uh, have a lot of family back in Ireland, still. Um, went back last year for a wedding. Uh, it was dope because there was such a realistic expectation for marriage expressed at this wedding. Like every single person who got up to give a speech gave a variation of, well, he's a haired worker and she's a haired worker and they're gonna be good farmers together. There was no talk of love. (laughs) There was no talk of like their fairy tale romance. It was all like, I mean, I think the groom even got up and he was like, I first noticed Emma. <laughs> I wish that this were not real. Uh, <laughs> I first noticed Emma <laughs> down at the shop where she was working hard. <laughs> and I was like, that's the kind of, that girl is the kind of tenacity I want. Um, one thing I did notice among all my cousins is there was a surprising number of mixed attractiveness marriages like uh like some of my cousins like you know they share my genes they're pretty good looking uh, uh yeah. yeah that's right and uh some of them were married to uh, absolute trolls absolute trolls and this was like troll dudes with beautiful women troll women with beautiful dudes and my brother at one point uh who's also american that makes sense uh at one point he's like yo i don't want this to sound weird but have you noticed that people seem to be married to people who are very different from them, attractive level. And I was like, dude, I did notice that. I noticed it so hard. Uh, it's almost as if they were into it, they got into the marriage for like something like personality or commitment. I don't know. Hair work. It's very weird, haired work, haired work in the farm. Uh, there's a dude who lives near my aunt's house in Ireland. He comes by every week. He comes by every day, because he's an old bachelor farmer. Uh, he never got married. Um, so he comes by for supper, because he can't really cook. Uh, and he likes, to, uh, he likes to talk to us about his theories. Um, pretty much every time we visit, from the time I can remember, which is like, what, the early 90s? He always starts off the conversation with my dad by going like, Tommy, how are things in America now? How are things for the blacks? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be like, oh, you know. Could be better. And he's like, when do, do you think the blacks are going to rise, Tommy? When will the blacks rise in America? I it's like, I, I don't know. And then he immediately switches to his second favorite topic, which is uh, that Muhammad Ali, hell of a fighter, wasn't he? <laughs> um, he actually, he came to America once in the, uh, there's a lot of dudes in West Ireland, a lot of old dudes who came here in the 50s. Within six months, they were drafted and went to Korea, came back to America, worked a little bit, and then settled back in West Ireland. So... You go around West Ireland, you meet all these old uh, Irish vets, Um, and I guess, you know, he uh, met, like, he met a lot of black dudes in the service, and he was like, man, just not getting a fair shake, are they? (laughs) Not getting a fair shake over there in America. Uh, But, yeah. So, if you want to, you know, if, if the race war comes, you got, like, that dude on... He's gonna be on uh, the right side. And he's got a lot of shotguns, so I'll be helpful. Alright, thanks guys. I've been a net.
2: Already 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 gotta go dance for the flower. Hi, it's Allahani from the early, from the coasts. <laughs> I can't do any accents, I'm sorry you guys. Um your next comedian. He is from nowhere near Ireland, but I hope that when he drinks as much as an Ireland, Irishman, he turns as red as a sweatshirt today. Everyone, clap your hands in a slap like motion. I can't do it. <laughs> for Gavin Wong!
4: Thank you. Thank you. If, you guys, one more, if we guys could, give, can we get up for Pam for, for doing Mutiny Festival? <laughs> Anybody have fun? You guys had fun with that? Annette for biting the bullet. Thank you for biting the bullet. I am the only idiot today not wearing green. I just kind of <laughs> noticed that. I am, because I don't subscribe to it. I, this is, I got it from my niece. My niece did that once. She wasn't wearing green. And I go, hey, hey, you're not wearing green. And she goes, well, I don't, I don't subscribe to it. I go, okay, well, I'm going to pinch you. And I pinched her and she cried. Aww. And she didn't understand it. So I, uh, I'm taking her, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I do that. I, um, Jeez, you guys are you're not wearing green either. I thought I was the only idiot, but not touche. Arjun as well, you got not no green? Yeah, in fact, 50%. Where's your 50%? Oh 50% of yeah. Not subscribers. We are not subscribers. I uh I'm wearing green. Pam is, yeah. Pam. I'm green. Pam, is, yeah. Pam. I'm
5: green.
4: First, yeah, the white people are wearing green. That's what I noticed. All the, the white people. Team. If we yeah. <laughs> I, um, I got a question. Is it racist to not want to watch Get Out? Is it slightly racist? You know, I didn't d- want to. Not want to. I, di- I didn't want to. Then my buddy goes, oh, it's really good. It is really good. I was like, oh, well, what's it about? And he goes, it's about a brother that feels very uncomfortable with his girlfriend's white family in Connecticut. I go, oh, isn't that more racist? Like you enjoying seeing a brother being uncomfortable? Other, No. What else is there? I uh, I do have dog shit. I have dog shit in my front yard. I got dog shit in my front yard. I got four piles of dog shit. I'm beginning, I'm beginning to think some of it might be human. Just wanna leave a roll of toilet paper out there and just kinda of see what's going on. Instead of seeing Get Out, I went and saw Logan. Logan, yeah, Wolverine. Did, did you see it? Yes, what'd you think? Dope, yeah. Wolverine, Wolverine now drives for Uber. You see that, Wolverine's doing that. So it just says that they're superheroes and comedians. We all make the same pay rate, you know, just as long as you don't really care. I thought it was the same girl from uh, from the first half an hour. I thought it was the same girl from uh, Stranger Things. I thought that was seven. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm just going to. Is it 11? I thought it was seven. 11. Is L. it? L. Yeah. Is it L? 11. Okay. Oh, yeah. I I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Yeah, I thought it was 11. I thought it was 11 for a moment. And I was like, wait a minute. Her nose it's isn't bleeding. Is it? It's Yeah, so her nose wasn't bleeding. Her nose wasn't bleeding. But uh, she did have claws. I was like, oh, look at that. And she also has a temper. I was like, okay, it's about the same. But she is uh, Latina, so that kind of nulled things out. I kind of understand why Donald Trump has picked questionable people for his cabinet. I kind of understand why. If you lower the bar, you seem to be the shinier piece of shit. That's the... you know, it's like he can go. Oh, do you think I'm a racist? Do you think I'm a racist? He goes. Well, what about my buddy here, Jeff Sessions? You know, he still goes to the Klan rallies. What, what about me? Do you, Do you think I have issues? What What about this? What about this guy over here? What about Steve Bannon? You know, this is what I was thinking. If uh, crooked Hillary's still so crooked, how come she have a spot in the cabinet? Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> I would actually give her, a job, I would give her a job just to fuck with her. i will give her a, a position in the cabin just to fuck with her. i will give her something like uh, the Ben Carson job, you know, the housing and urban development. Like, who do you trust more, a neurosurgeon that actually think the world's flat and that immigrants or slaves are immigrants? Or would you rather trust a lady from the South with hot sauce in her purse? Right? <laughs> I would go with El Tapatia. You know, Donald Trump is going to have a library, all presidents do. I'm going to guess his library has nothing but, like, Playboy magazines and pending lawsuits. All right. All right, that's my time. Thank you guys so much.
2: Kevin Wong, El Tapatio, that ass. Am I right, El Te- He's red hot. Kevin Wong. All right, your next comedian, he runs an open mic here on Saturdays from 4 to 6. It is a great time. It is a cool time. That's where all the cool people hang out on a Saturday. You got to come to James and Austin's cool show. And right now, you're going to clap it up for... I know that he's Irish because James is actually Seamus in... Gaelic. So, please welcome to the same to the stage, Seamus Mora. Way out of my heart. Go,
6: go, What's up, guys? It's a beautiful day today. Pretty stoked. Um, don't you guys hate it, Arjun, Don't you hate it when, uh, like, some dudes, like, you can tell a dude's pretty racist, but then he has one black friend and like fucks with the argument? That's literally Donald Trump and Ben Carson, guys. Um, Ben Carson's the least woke black dude out there. No, like, literally, he's, like, asleep, guys. He's fucking... He's a very sleepy person. Um, Guys, the other day, Ben Carson referred to slaves as immigrants. Did you guys hear this? Which I felt felt was interesting. Because, like, you know, like, technically, he's right, you know? Like, slaves are a type of immigrant. But he's leaving some, like, crucial points out. It'd be like... I. It would be kinda like if we called Rihanna Chris Brown's kickboxing partner. <laughs> it's kind of a consent thing. Um, guys, I think uh Guys, I think white privilege is being able to talk back to your parents without getting your ass whooped. Alright? Um I had this uh I had this one white friend growing up. Um okay, I had a lot of white friends growing up. Do you see what I'm wearing? But uh no, I had this one white friend growing up, and uh, we were over at his house, and his dad was like, Clark, you need to clean your room. And he was like, fuck you, dad, and walked right past him. And then I was like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? And his dad looked at me, and he just goes, well, he's in the mood, isn't he? And that was it. <laughs> that was fucking it. And, guys, he didn't even have to clean his room. It was crazy. I was like, I was like okay, I did not know this was possible. And the next day, I was hanging out with my black friends, and I was like, guys, next time your dad's being an asshole, just say, fuck you right to his face, and walk right past him. He'll respect you for your honesty, and he'll tell you that you need space. You guys know what happened to those black kids? Nothing, they didn't have dads. It's a problem, it's a problem in our community, guys. Um, I find it, uh, guys, I find it pretty interesting that there's a lot of white dudes named Hunter, and very few white dudes named Gatherer. Thanks, Pam. If I'm ever bombing, I'm, which I always do, I'm gonna do that. Um, wow, this is, this is really just... Uh, guys, so I'm half black, half white. I grew up in Georgia, and in, uh, I didn't really fit in because in Georgia, it's not very diverse, believe it or not. Uh, in, in Georgia, there's only white people and black people. There's none of this other crazy shit you guys have out here in California, all right? The first time I saw a Filipino, I was very confused. I was like, you're telling me Asians have Mexicans too? Like, no one, no one told me this was possible. Um, And I didn't really fit in, right? Because I was too brown to hang out with the white kids and way too big of a John Mayer fan to hang out with the black kids. Your body is a
7: wonderland.
6: Yeah, (laughs) thank you, fam. Um, So I was, was, guys, I was the only kid on the playground that would get called the N-word and then also told I couldn't use it. Like, really? You know, I'd come to my black friends in tears, like, you guys will not believe this. These fucking rednecks just call me a nigga. Whoa, 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 homie. What do we tell you about the hard R? All right? All right, guys, that's it for me. Give it up for Pam.
2: Seamus, Mwara! Yes! Two white to be black to black to be white just black enough to be Irish you know what I'm saying your next comedian wow she is an amazing human being you guys are going to love her she's like my sort of go to person like whenever I'm like oh shit someone jumped out because they're a lazy Irishman she's always there to fill in and I love it you guys are going to enjoy her right now it's Sabrina Miller
8: take off your pants (laughs) take off your pants
2: She's in the bathroom. Did Ashton Tate show up? Oh, he was supposed to be first. He must have something. I was going to do a funny joke about Tate and Tater Tots and how he's really Irish because he is a potato. Uh, but that. Oh, but also that he, he is the um, uh, conjoined twin that got cut off of uh, Hillary Swank. I don't know if you guys know who Ashton Tate is. But anyway, they do look really alike. Okay, so Sabrina's in the potty. Is, Ar- is Arjun in the house and the Izzy? All right. Uh, your next comedian is definitely not Irish. There's nothing, unless, I mean, I can't even say that because maybe his mom is Irish and he's just sort of Indian. But with a name like Banerjee, what are you going to do? Everybody, clap your hands together for Arjun Banerjee. <laughs>
8: you will like it if you take off your pants ooh!
2: ooh
9: i don't know my ex stepmom was scottish so almost half you know that's that's close enough i mean she drank a lot and was the worst um you know i'm not a bit yeah yeah i've whatever guys whatever i don't give a do i have any irish jokes Hey, guys, do you guys know there are more Irish people in the, in the 1860s? There were more Irish people living in the city of Boston than there were in Ireland? Isn't that funny? It's because of the famine. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, hot take! Just kidding. These are facts, guys, not hot takes. Um, you know what? I, was g- I wrote a bunch of these jokes about this girl I hooked up with, but she stopped responding to my texts. But everyone pretend that never happened. Oh no, my phone and my charger. Oh no, your charger's right there. The black one. See, mine's white. Well, I'm I, sorry. I it. It's it's right there. Okay, some- I see it. Yeah, there it is. There it is. No worries, man. Okay. Yep. Three-way. What?
8: <laughs>
9: yeah. <laughs> yep just just okay Uh uh-huh yeah you, you can just leave it that's cool all right no problem man it is okay ooh all right I'm not going to lie, I definitely made a lot of assumptions about him before he put my phone down. I was like, oh no, I'm getting robbed. But then he just—he was just taking his stuff. That's cool, whatever. Just goes to show you, you can't judge someone until they finish doing what they want to do. Um, actually, you know what? I take that back. Judge people in the beginning of their actions, take precautionary measures, and then maybe, I don't know, apologize, whatever. So this girl, this girl, or this girl, this girl, she was... She's, like, hot in the way that makes her poetry sound good. You guys know what I'm talking about? You know who I'm talking about? Like, they're, like, leaves on grass. And you're like, damn, that is one hot voice. Um, no, it won- we were, like, doing shit. We were, like, doing shit, bed stuff. We were having, let's like, not quite sex. I was playing, we weren't having sex because I was playing hard to get. Like, she tried to fuck me, but my dick was too soft. So, yeah. We didn't actually have sex, but during it I was like, I don't, I was thinking, I don't know what sounds to make. So what I did is said, I don't know what sounds to make, I'm sorry. Which is definitely the wrong sound to make. Uh, that was wrong. But anyways, no, she was white, Um, and actually so far four, I go to, I go to Berkeley right now, and the past four women I've, like, done sex stuff with. I haven't had sex with them, but gone to third base with. I guess let's go with that. The last four women I've like been with have all been white, which is a 6.4% chance of happening. So I am statistically provably to be racist with a confidence interval of 93%. Do you guys know that? Like I can say that. that I definitely have a bias. And finally, but the best part, the best part of, 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 Given it to white girls. <laughs> uh, uh, the best part, the best part is not only do you get to get <laughs> sex stuff, you also get to piss off Steve Bannon,
10: <laughs>
9: which is so great. You know, take a stand against the oppressors. All right, guys. That's funny. Goodbye. <laughs> and Representative Steve King.
2: The best part of waking up Is Arjun in your vagina <laughs> He's gonna wait for you to wake up He's gonna ask for consent Before he dips his His coffee in your cup It's gonna be okay I'm so glad he's into consent Thank you Arjun Banerjee for, for outing my misogyny I love it Your next comedian, I introduced him earlier as the uh, conjoined twin of Hillary Swank. You're going to love him right now because he is more Irish than all of us because his last name is the start of Tater Tot, which is a delicious thing made of a potato, which means that it's Irish. Your next comedian is Ashton Tate.
8: the talking bear. They installed all this. Oh,
11: hello, everybody. How's it going? Nice to be here with you. Um, so things are uh, things are good with me. Did you guys have a good Valentine's Day? <laughs> cool. Uh, starting things right away. Um, I realize that I've never given a gift to a girl that's so good that I had to close her eyes from seeing it. You know, I feel like it sets the standards pretty high. You can't be like, don't look, because it's a gift card. <laughs> you said you like Dave, so I just went with Dave and Buster's. Um, no, I don't know. Thief and Buster's is cool. No problems here. Uh, a lot of a lot of stuff going on. People are mad on the interwebs. That's why you come here. You think you can get away from it? You can't. <laughs> it's everywhere. Um, I realize that uh, things are like so crazy now that deny like being. If you're a guy who denies global warming, that's like the ninth thing that people give a shit about. You know. <laughs> It's cool. A couple of years ago, it used to really ruin a party. If they're like, hey, Ashley, it's getting hot in here. And I'm like, it's not our fault. It's cyclical. You know? They're like, wait, what did he say? And then, uh, but now it's like if you say you deny man-made global warming, people are like, hey, you mean woman-made global warming too? And then you're just like, yeah. And then they're cool with it. It's pretty, it's pretty sweet. Skate on in. It's nice. Um, I'm getting older yet. Uh, I still burn my mouth at every meal. Why is that? Is that? When does that stop happening? You know, does it ever stop? Sometimes I'll be like, "Oh, I'll get dessert. That'll cool me down." And then they're like, "You want hot fudge on that?" And I'm like, "Bring it on!" And then it's same thing all over again. Uh, I was hanging out with my. Uh, I have a black friend, and I was hanging out with him recently, and um, you know, a. A friend means the same thing as one friend, but I found that saying a, instead of just saying I have one black friend, it sounds better to say A, so just a little secret for you guys, and uh, we wanted to do something, well, mainly he, and uh, I thought, hey, let's go to the gun range, you know, that was, that's a hobby of mine, I didn't realize how much he would not be into it, so I tried to, like, make him feel better about it, I was like, come on, man, I don't know, I just, I think you'd be, like, really good at it, Um <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that was that was good. And so we went there, and I didn't – I forgot that uh, the, the targets that are on the piece of paper are – it's a black guy. It's like, you know, it's a stencil of a guy, but he's black. And um, I don't know. It was pretty awkward. So I tried to – you know, he looked – I don't know. He, we didn't know who should go first. And I'm like, I mean, technically, statistically, you're more likely to hit this than me. So <laughs> – uh I guess you can start. Uh st- statistically it's true. But anyways, so this is a good this is a good weekend we've got coming up. Got a lot of exciting things going on. No, I don't know. Um Oh, okay, so I uh you guys has anyone here ever said they wish okay, here I'll just never mind. Um I uh sometimes I feel like whenever someone says, uh, I can't imagine myself having kids, there will be an adult who comes in and they're like, let me tell you about the joys of having kids. And then, and then they tell you about that. But I, I wish there was like, you know, a moment where you could say, I can't imagine having kids and someone else comes up like patch on the back and they're like, Ash, let me tell you about, uh, I, 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 I see what you're talking about cause I have a low sperm count and, um, I can't have kids either. So I don't know if that conversation will ever happen, but, um, <laughs> That's good. My friend asked me recently, he was like, uh, hey, is it gay if I go down on a guy in the woods and no one sees it? Yes. And I'm like, yeah, because there's the other guy. He saw it. That's cool. Um, what else is there? was at the club recently. My friend said you can tell how good in bed a girl is apparently based on how long she rides a mechanical bull. Um, I feel like you can tell how not good in bed a guy is based on how long he watches a girl ride a mechanical bull. That's my take. All right, my name's been Ashton. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Quantifying
2: all the things we didn't know were true, everyone, Ashton Tater Tot. Yay! Irish to the bone. I I don't know why I'm doing an Irish and a pirate. I can't do anything English, Irish, Australian. I shouldn't even try. Your next comedian... Man, she is hilarious. I tried to introduce her earlier, but she was in the potty. Uh, you're going to love her. Clap your hands wildly for Sabrina Miller. Oh,
12: my God, like, Is this the right mic? Is this good? Like, Pam, I feel so bad. You gave me that great introduction. I was just in the bathroom, like, powdering my nose, you know. Um, I mean, like, you know, not, pow- I mean, not powdering my nose, but anyway. <sighs> All right, like everybody's, everybody's staring at me now. All right, I need to like, I need to loosen the tension, all right. So I found a guaranteed way to do that, and it was inspired by the comedy and karaoke show at the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. And that's where someone did their rendition of Sweet Caroline. And I want to do a rendition of my own, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Here it goes. I'm transgender, bum, bum, bum actually that's it it's not so much a joke as it is an icebreaker for the third date yeah something a little different than you know hun i was born without a vagina something different hey oh you see my uh those are my two friends in the back right there rain and charles say hi everybody actual audience members and uh hey rain you want to know the secret to youthful skin in your late 30s, girl? Have I told you that? All right, let me tell you. Number one, step one, be born in the wrong body. <laughs> uh, step two, just immerse yourself in gender dysphoria, because there is nothing like a daily depression facial for about a quarter century to help avoid those unsightly laugh lines and crow's feet. Right there, you go. Because a shit ton of uh, there you go. A shit ton of depression is worth about three to three units of Botox, apparently. <laughs> poor woman's facial, poor woman's facial. <laughs> now you know that's that's now you know why I have skin like butter, like Barbara Streisand. I look like Barbara Streisand's brunette daughter. So <laughs> Hey you know, here's a weird thing I found out. Now some of my trans sisters, they want the complete female experience, and I'm talking the complete experience. And this includes having a period. And I'm like, why? Like, no thank you. Like, I'm gonna go online and purchase a period panty kit and shove blood packets up my vajayjay and do extreme kegels, you know, uh, the pelvic floor exercises? Or like, whatever the hell YouTube tells you to do. (laughs) I don't know, I don't know. Um, I have more interesting things to do, do, like looking up cute cat videos. (laughs) Sorry, allergies, I'm really snorting a lot again. But anyway, some of my sisters want to simulate a period. And I'm like, girls, I don't know if you like, did any research lately, but I was at Walgreens and wages aren't exactly keeping up with feminine hygiene product inflation, let me tell you. Box of tampons, that's like two vanilla chai lattes down the drain right there. I like my lattes, okay? I don't want to cut back. I start my morning every morning with a perfectly prepared 120 degree one. No exceptions, period. God, because you know what they say. The best part of waking up ain't pulling a tampon out of your twat. Oh, yes. Yes, I went there, and I can't blame it on the beer, beer this time. Shame on me. Shame on me for trying to rhyme the words up and twat. That is like the worst rhyme since Texas and What the Facts is. Oh, my God. All right, let's close out with transition milestones. Uh, did you know that like, actually getting gender confirmation surgery is like not the final milestone? Uh, there's another one I wanna tell you guys about, so. I was uh, getting ready for work in the bathroom one morning, and my roommate pounded on the door, like rude, right? And he's like, Sabrina, how much longer are you gonna be in there? You're not the only one who lives here, you know? And I'm like, chill, I'm almost finished. And then we start getting into it again. And then like, he, it gets so bad, he barges in, get this, he pushes me to the side, and I'm like, hell no, I push back, and then he glares at me like this. He's like, Sabrina, you and my stepmother have a lot in common. She could be as much of a cunt as you're being right now. Yeah, he used the C word. So like, I flipped him off, I rushed to my bedroom, and I cried, I cried myself out. And then it dawned on me. I was like, wow, you call me a cunt. I really made it as a woman, yay! (laughs) All right, back to your host, everybody. Yay, Sabrina Miller, yay!
2: Uh, I love that you just completely gloss over the whole, Billy Mack is a detective down in Texas. He knows exactly what the facts is. You You bring it up, but you don't do the clap, 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 clap. I'm just sorry. I love Steve Miller. And as we know, her dad's name is Steve Miller, but I don't think he's the Steve Miller. But if he is, holy shit, I want to meet your dad. Your next comedian, he wore gold pants the other weekend. I don't think he's in the house in the hizzy. I don't see... Him and his weird. It's because he's a real Irishman and he's drunk right now. That's why he's not here. Uh, is Lindsay Kirchhoff in the house? And she's in the front row. Oh shit! Hey everybody, you're gonna you're in for a treat right now. Clap your hands wildly. It's Lindsay Kirchhoff. Yeah.
13: Oh my god. Thank you. Ugh. Okay. So I'm really excited to be here today. And I originally. Was it really going to talk I about think this? I Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hello? Right. Hello? Good. I don't hear it yet. Switch microphones. It should be up. And- yeah, fuck that okay. mic. Use that mic. Okay. All the mics nice work. I don't know why that one's not working. <laughs> so we're going to Hello? I'll figure this out. <laughs> no, that's, that's good. <laughs> what? That's good. It's good? Hello? I can't tell because I'm naturally very loud, so the microphone almost is. <laughs> You know, but hey, (laughs) thank you guys for coming out here tonight on St. Patrick's Day. I had a little bit of set prepared, but um, I recently had a major life milestone. I just can't quite, you know, not talk about. I'm just too excited. So I originally was gonna wait until I was a little older, maybe a little more settled, have like a real house and not just an apartment. But I decided to pull the trigger the other day and I'm excited to say, that I have adopted a plant. Yes, I'm very excited about this. I am a proud plant parent. That means, thank you. That means that um, I actually went to the grocery store and found this hyacinth bulb. And yes, it's a rescue. And I just knew I had to take it home with me and make it a happy home. Um, I, uh, I decided to name it uh, Orlando Bloom, Single Orlando Bloom, because it's very topical. And, um, (laughs) yeah, you know, it's funny, like, being a plant parent really changes your perspective on things. Like, um, I saved it as a picture of my hyacinth as the background on my phone, just to, like, so when I go to work every day, I can look at it and be like, this is what I'm working for, right? Um, But when I, when I, go to work, I tend to feel really guilty about leaving my plant at home alone all day, you know, that's not a very good parent move, but, um, you know, daycare is so expensive. I should know, I mean, I have like three kids in daycare, but it's too expensive, too expensive. Um, So it's funny because being this like plant parent has been a really big part of my identity. I want to be really responsible with it, you know. Um, I wake up in the morning, I water my plant, I turn it towards the sun and I like, (sighs) breathe on it, give it some CO2, Um, but I realized I made a fatal mistake with this plant. Um, I put it in the kitchen, which is where I peel carrots, shred lettuce, uh, you know, boil, what was that? (laughs) Boil tea, and I think I'm this great plant parent, but my plant must just think I'm like Hannibal Lecter, (laughs) you know, this monster, right? And I just can't imagine what little Orlando must think of me. But you know, the other thing that changes when you become a plant parent is that um, you tend to be kind of judgy of other people. I know most parents, I mean, I would never want to judge how someone else chooses to raise their plant. but, um, (laughs) But oh my gosh, succulents. People with succulents, it's just, I can't deal with it. First of all, like succulents are everywhere. They're like the pumpkin spice latte of plants. Like it's so basic. And then it's just even worse because they literally don't do anything. They don't bloom. They don't bear any fruit. They don't smell nice. The only reason anyone would ever get a succulent is because they don't ever have to water them and they don't die, right? It's like the pet rock of plants, you know? There we go. And, uh, so it's, it's just like, fuck it, it's a succulent. Um, and I just think of all those people, like, it's like you can only pick and choose what you care about, like, um, maybe there's probably someone in the mission today who owns a coffee shop and like wants to build like a living wall full of succulents, make everything feel welcome, but then it's like, I don't know, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, um, I obviously have a lot of feelings about plants of all things, weirdly, and, uh, I have a lot of guilt, you know, leaving my little plant at home alone. And, um, but then I realize I'm a Democrat, so I'm prepared to feel a lot of guilt. And I'm like, how do I resolve this guilt about taking care of my plant and all that? Um, so I do what most liberals do, which is I talk about it and analyze it to death and ultimately do nothing. Maybe, maybe a donation to like plant parenthood, you know? But, uh, thank you everyone that's my side. <laughs> hey! Lindsay!
2: Kirchhoff! Give your donations to Plant Parenthood! Plant Parenthood! Help help out those plants, you guys, because they need it. And thank God she only has plants. That's why you should all give more money to Plant Parenthood. I loved it! Lindsay! Kirchhoff, yeah! Your next comedian. Uh, he wore some amazing gold pants, and he charmed his little leprechaun heart into the way of our single sock, not soccer mom last weekend. Uh, let him charm his not. It's like he has twelve tiny Notre Dame, like tiny, tiny little fighting Irish inside of him. Because I think he might be twelve percent Irish. Everybody clap your hands together for the biggest cunt I know, Morgan Cuddy. Good. That's the big. Whichever one you want, choose one, it's all good. All
14: right. How many potatoes does it take to kill an Irishman? Zero. It takes zero potatoes to kill an Irishman. I didn't write that joke, I just had to tell it for the day. Um, so I really, uh, people describe me as an extrovert and what that means, and everyone thinks it means that you are really outgoing, that you really like being around people and that's not what it means. Being an extrovert, Means that you uh, have a trouble deciding how you feel about things without knowing how other people feel about things, (laughs) which uh, is pretty terrible for me because I fucking hate people. I fucking have I like have no I like I can sit around and think about something as much as I want, but when I have to come to a decision, it's like fuck, I gotta go be around people. And now I have to go, and now, and then I'm thinking to myself, like, fuck, I gotta be around all these people. And just think about that, like, being unable to, like, be active, being unable to make your decisions without just constantly smelling farts. That's what it's like for me. It's just like a constant cavalcade of fucking smell my entire life. I just, it's, 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 I grew this beard out so you don't see this face. (laughs) This fucking pissed off. And it's, it's tough. You think the smell would go away at some point. Like, you just get used to it. But no, you don't. You never get used to it. It's just like, you know, you got those farts that just like linger around and the, the taste just sticks a little bit. And then you got those farts that just kind of wash over you. Oh, God. What was that? And then you got those farts that won't shut the fuck up about rent in San Francisco. I'm fucking tired of that conversation, people. Pick a new topic, we've heard it all. What's the best thing that's gonna come out of that? I'm either gonna find out you're living in a way nicer place than me, in which case fuck you, or I'm gonna find out you have rent control, in which case I'm gonna kill you and steal your identity and wear your skin around Buffalo Bill style. That's the best thing that could happen from that. I don't know, some, some farts talk about the golden rule. Some farts are like, I live by the golden rule. Really? You want to everyone to do one to others as they would have do one to them? I don't. Please don't. I don't want I don't want people doing you, we don't have the same tastes. We don't we don't know each other. I don't know you. Like please, when you see me, do not hold the door open for me. Don't. Cuz guess what? I'm probably just a little bit too far away and you're forcing me to do that stupid fucking little Quasimodo shuffle like, "Oh, I'm going to be right there." Like, "Thanks a lot." Fuck you. Anal? I don't want that. Sure. Like giving it. Don't want it. And it's not a sex thing. I, it's not like an anti-gay thing. Like, I just, I'm, I'm telling you, it's a biohazard. You don't want anything to do with that, okay? Until they invent the pressure washer bidet, you want to stay away from my chocolate starfish because it is dark chocolate. Okay. <laughs> I love the timing on that. <laughs> um... So I, um, I broke up with my girlfriend a while back and it was really tough because um, we really had something special, like it was, we were really close. Uh, and I think it was because, I think I found it out, is we never use safe words. Like, cause I'm a really big choker. I'm really into the choking thing. And I didn't need a safe word with her. Like, cause I knew that just, that special shade of purple she would turn when I knew I was just going like just far enough, like there we are. Like I could get that painted on my walls and it would put me to sleep. Like that, that's what I want. Like I knew exactly where it was and I can't, I never had that again, guys. That's really sad. I mean, who, how, who else is gonna let me do that? It took me a long time to get to that point, okay? It took me a long time to figure out that little shade. You know, it's tough. I'm never, that the little vein in her head when I went too far, like, ah. Uh. Never gonna see it again. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Happy St. Patty's.
2: Some night, times you need to fart into a girl's face until she finally succumbs. Martin Cunny, everyone, yay! Fart in her face, till Dutch oven her until she just can't. She's like, all right, whatever you want, it's fine, it's better than your farts. Your next comedian. Wow, I don't think he'd ever fart in a girl's face. Uh, Because he wears roller skates. Look how I just rhymed that, like a champion. Your next comedian's a hilarious fellow. Everybody clap wildly for Matthew Quirk!
15: No big deal, but after that story, I'm going to use this microphone. I don't want my fingerprints to be anywhere near that story. So, anyway, was it this color purple, what I'm wearing right now? Was this the color purple? Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Good. I'm on the safe side. Hey, how about those rents in San Francisco, everybody? Am I right? Am I right? Hey, way to put the suck and succulents there with that plant story. I loved it. I loved it. And while he's still here, you and another comedian, Ashton, two statistic jokes. and It was just fucking, I'm in awe of that sort of skill. In awe. So anyway, uh, let me talk about something political that's been on my mind for, for a little bit here. Uh, Kellyanne, Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne, man. You know, sometimes you hear a name like Jalondra Quay or Solondra Quay, you're like, oh, that's a black name. But when I hear Kellyanne, Kellyanne Conway, that's a meth name, right? That's a meth name. Hey, quiet down there, George. Sorry, George. Uh, you're right, that was for comic effect. Um, so anyway, <laughs> where was I? So for reals, uh, uh, Kellyanne Conway is claiming that uh, uh, Obama administration was using microwaves to spy on the Trump administration, right? Like not microwaves, like some technological advancement with a ray gun or something. Like the actual the actual box in your kitchen, right? And, like, I told you she was on meth, right? That's fucking proof that she's on meth. Weeks ago I've been saying this, you know? I mean, every one of us here has heard some dude say that exact same thing to a parking meter right here in the Mission. Right over here in the Mission. That's, yeah. That's a fact that brings us all together as people. So, yeah, shit, that fucking crystal methamphetamine girl, man, I can't fucking wait till she, I mean, she got the meth hair and the meth skin, right, she talked like a meth head, good teeth, though, she has good teeth, she does not have the teeth of a meth head, so credit where credit's due. So, being St. Paddy's Day and all, uh, I saw these two uh, guys in the Castro, you know, nearly naked, but they were Covering themselves in the most minimal way possible But they're wearing like Shiny like silver and gold Little Crotch pieces there and I'm like It's St. Paddy's Day shouldn't they be wearing a shamrock I mean Wouldn't that be more culturally appropriate I mean they're only covering just some Small potatoes it's not like they need like Major major co- Yeah I got another Irish <laughs> Obscure Irish reference It's not like they're hiding a shillelagh Boom Nobody knows what a shillelagh is, do they? Okay, good. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Black Irish. Am I right? All right. I'll I'll get off that topic. So, you know, I used to work out at this boxing gym, right? And there's all these, like, Mexicans and Puerto Ricans and, you know, many of the Latin Americas. And uh, you accidentally call one of them something else and they get fucking pissed, right? Like you actually call a Venezuelan or Guatemalan and it's like, that's just no bueno, right? And so they're furious and they're like, what are you? They look at me they're like, what are you, Scottish or something? And I'm like, fuck you, man. Like that's bullshit. Like, like there was a guy wearing a, a kilt you know, a green kilt, that's fucking Scottish, right? That's bullshit. So I was at this party and there was this woman from Spain there, just like a dark raven beauty. And she's like, Oh, I love your colors. Are you Scottish or something? And I'm like, "Fuck sake, right, Lassie? All right, that's my time up here.
2: Uh, Matthew Kirk. The only real Irishman on the show today, he's a red-haired motherfucker, a ginger without a soul, can't handle it, I cannot do an Irish accent, I am such an asshole. Uh, Hey, your next comedian, I just saw him walk in, so we're going to have him go up, he has a show every Thursday, I mean every Wednesday from 10 to midnight called The Night Space where he does the... High times, my time. And he writes a really cool story, and everybody acts it out, and he does it while he's high, and it's really fun. Uh, But he's going to make you laugh right now, everybody. Arden Marchetta!
16: Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Mutiny. How's everybody doing tonight? I'm high as shit. Uh, That's why I was outside just now. Uh, Because uh, I'm reevaluating my whole life. I don't know about you. Uh, I... I can't hold a job for fuck, <laughs> and I was thinking about it, and it's because I'm always the wrong man for the job, all right, because <laughs> uh, I, used, I used to do events in Colorado, and what they do is they'd send you out to Colo- places, Walmarts around Colorado, New Mexico, all right, and have you hand out free samples of shit, so I used to do this job, but I was the only person willing to go the distance to, like, New Mexico, the outskirts. Uh, to do some of these so because they were lacking people they would send me no matter what so I wound up Giving out samples of Juergens lotion to women in Walmart And it's like Nobody wants that right and I mean Bang And I wasn't the the, the safest driver, so I'm trying to explain to the cop why I have a case of Juergens in my backseat. <laughs> and he's either thinking this the driest motherfucker on the face of the planet, the loneliest son of a bitch I've ever met, or he has some woman in his basement. Ah. <laughs> oh. And, you know, everybody's upset about what's going on in the world right now. Uh, and I am, too. And I think a lot of it has to do with our education system. Really? It does. Because I, I don't know about you, but I think we're teaching all the wrong lessons at the wrong time. All right? Because when did you learn about World War II, the history of Europe, all the important shit that diplomacy is based on? When you were in high school. And I don't know about your generation or my generation, but the kids today, if you give me an iPad and tell me it's got 5,000 years of human history on it, the first thing I'm going to do is jailbreak it and put as much porn on there as possible. So I think it really comes down to timing or just putting the good porn on there. Like, if you asked me who said let them eat cake, I would know Marie Antoinette because of... Let Them Eat Cock Volume 9, all right? I just, it's just, we gotta be doing, you know, like, if, if it wasn't, you know, if you didn't try and teach me about uh, the Mongols c- conquering all of Asia, and just gave me, you know, Genghis gangbang Nine, you know? Boom! I'm there, I'm, I'm understanding and I'm learning things. Ah, uh, but... They're clever as fuck. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and I'm also just really bad at dating. I, uh, I, Because I, I've been getting the same me- text message after my dates recently, and it's always, hey, you're a nice guy and all, but I decided to get back with my ex. And I'm like... What about last night made you say, ah, shit, I forgot about Steve. Like, were we making out, and you were saying, man, this is hot. I haven't made out like this since I made out with Steve. And I haven't had to pay for a broke-ass barista on a date since I went out with, you know, I got to figure out what the fuck's up with Steve. And it's like, how did you lose a penis? All right. Cause I know where every potential sexual partner I have is at all times, via GPS, on my iPhone. And you lost not just the penis, but the entire Steve attached to that penis. Actually, wait a second. I'm getting the same message. I'm talking about this guy named, I think Steve's just riding in my wake. Fuck, that's what's going on. Anyway, you've been a terrific audience. My name's Ben Arden. Give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin,
2: Mutiny Radio. Arden, listen to his show every Wednesday from 10 to midnight called The Night Space. Yes. I, I enjoyed your set pretty much. Your, your next comedian, uh, he's my favorite communist that's ever communisted. I don't even think he's a communist. He just happens to be from Russia. But you know how we we paint them all as red herrings, you know. Your next comedian is a super funny guy, and uh, I love it when he says the word Pants. <laughs> Put your hands together for Gene Feld!
17: Pants. 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 Hold on, this is not working? Is yep. this Piance. working? This? Which mic are you use? Whatever one you want. Oh. Switch it up. Use them all. These three mics. Someone's done that already. Um. what's Yeah whatever I don't have a mantle which uh, which is not a problem because I don't have any trophies or anything to put on it you know because I'm from Russia we didn't have like participation ribbons or any shit like that you know the top three guys got medals and the rest were told they're worthless (laughs) you know that's how you forge a nation known around the world as just you know carefree happy go lucky people It's cool. They could get medals in the army. Yeah. It was a lot easier. Like, your odds of getting a gold medal by dying were much higher than in any high school sporting event.
18: Brandon,
17: the
18: three microphones. <laughs> <laughs> <Our interrupting shit. laughs>
17: Thank and you for that. Me
18: too. <laughs> Sorry.
17: That's okay. Now see now I can blame this set going to shit on you. Thanks. So I'll, I'll like it. I'll this was super that. helpful. So I was just standing here trying to figure out what to say.
18: Perfect.
17: And uh, like why do they put recipes on Boxes of like salt (laughs) Like You know Like you buy a package of chicken it doesn't have a recipe on it But you buy a thing of salt it'll tell you how to make the fucking chicken With that salt The proletariat is being fucked Always You know? Like, they're trying to tell us that the travel ban is for our own protection. Like, bullshit. You know? Like, how many people would agree to give up their iPhones if that prevented 9-11? 8 PM. It's all- <laughs> <laughs> right, like, not many. Right, And you shouldn't, see, that's the thing, because they were all Saudi, so even if you did, you would still have the 9-11, just without the dick pics. <laughs> uh, 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 you know, maybe Trump wouldn't have tweeted as much. He, he would found, find something to do. You know, I recently, I recently rewatched the, uh, OJ Simpson documentary, because I, so I came to the US after that whole thing happened, and I did not realize how life-changing of an event that was, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I had no fucking idea that just, you know, the vortex of stupidity just opened, and like, the Kardashians, and like, you know, yeah. everything. It's like someone farted a bunch of nits <laughs> and then they hatched into lice and just started multiplying <laughs> until the weirdest one got into the White House. Yeah.
18: <match> <laughs> Nailed it.
17: Oh, this is what I want to talk about. It, t- t- today is St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> right? Like, how fucking weird is that holiday? You know? Like, Jewish holidays are not at all like that. You know, like, here's an example, right? St. Patrick's Day, Holocaust Remembrance Day. You know, the difference is that on St. Patrick's Day, everybody wants to be Irish. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. It would be cool if there was, like, some sort of a Jewish holiday that, like, everybody just did. You know, that would be, like, one day a year. Everybody shows up in dark suits. (laughs) That would be the show, right? Just starts, like, haggling with bus drivers. I don't know guilt-tripping everybody. <laughs> I don't know, what else should we talk about? What haven't we covered? Ah, oh, there we go.
1: <laughs>
17: well, let's, let's end on a higher note. Let's talk about art. You know, the ancient Greeks used to say that a true sculptor doesn't actually carve the sculpture, he just removes. The pieces of the rock that don't belong, right? So, I don't know, like, was there ever a sculptor that maybe, you know, got really drunk or stoned or something? Set out to carve a sculpture of a beautiful naked woman and just, like, keeps ending up with a dick every time? <laughs> <laughs> goes to the marble store, goes, the fuckers keep selling me the wrong rocks. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, dude, you're gay, just accept it. It's ancient Greece. <laughs> Anyways, thank you very much, guys. I'm jean Felt.
2: Gene Felt! He wears pants and says funny jokes about I love to try his accent. No, I suck at it. Uh, we're gonna take a break and I'll smoke cigarettes because we're, we have uh, a couple more comedians left but we really don't have very many left so we're gonna take a smoke break right. and listen to music and be right back with more comedians when they come yay yay
19: Come on.
10: Clock of the ship. Give me just the tip. row is your concubine. Abraham Lincoln, you are the one who brought us angel dust and beads. It passes through your jeans. severe is like an anvil. Kiss the floor and feel his fleshy tool, wiping up the drool. Lincoln's gonna come in your mouth.
20: Driver, mama, tiger fangs and Halai hey, Lot Long like a big water balloon through windshield of a park truck. Lands on a roof. Eight Montego beauty showing their shaved lunch. chompy-chompy-chompy, Blood, hair, teeth, bits, horns, vinyl vizier, torn pages Tar baby, some gold Spank, Leo Cabron. Two fixed, two big, two fingered into Exam. Bathtub up full of jigglers. face of demon visible in toilet. Serial killer. large penis exploded. Gap shoulder the window. Turtle sex. Masturbation with Bula Duke Williams doll. Hello Kitty Chastity belt. Nuclear Hail. Here comes the spongy head creamer. A non-dairy delight. Seven Calvin Klein beauties. Three tiny, tiny ladies who shake their coats. The cock behemoth. Truck stop bathroom mirrors splattered with food. A diaper the size of a fuss. A office furniture. XX. A woman with a severed cheek tongue in her leg. Walk the drop light. Save your pennies, survive your butt. A demon haunts the cop, goes the barbers join himself only when naked female flash calls him. Girl summon him, impressive spirit member. Each enjoys the sexy flesh.
10: A tiny mouse, he roll around the house. He talks, 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 he talks.
21: A new- You're the time. Cartilage propulsion dressed up like a car. That warm, anticly feeling. That puddle on the floor. You catch your face in the mirror and. Whoa! Hey! doodle rope burns on my ankles. Splinter. A scrub and a scrub and a scrub and a scrub but the blood's too thick let's take a bath let's take a bath in the side
2: just want to let you know we're still here it's still the happy hour more comedians coming up soon stay tuned to mutinyradio.fm
1: Whoa!
2: keep it tuned in everybody. don't worry more comedy to come i get a little horny
19: and i want a little funky give me something back i won't make fun of it roll around without a mind i try to pretend it won't make any difference make the there's your face, make the kiss, the lips look so real, no one can tell that you're still thinking. And when it's all over you, I can roll around in the slick. butter, Hunter butter. Rub it in the back, rub it in
1: the back. Hunch butter,
19: Hunter butter. Well, you look like you're clean, and you smell like you're shaving. Climb up on the cigarette and make it like a monkey. You pump your funky. Hips until the hun starts jumping and lap it up like a dog it's all over your chin and everything i can tell you like it i like it too i like it on my neck and chest
1: unbutter, unbutter.
8: Take off your pants, take off your pants, take off your pants, I know you say you like to wear pants, are you sure you like to wear pants? It would be nice if you would take off your pants, oh there is a nice breeze blowing that nice breeze feel good down there? Down there where you smell like nice Oh please take them off, take off your pants You will like it if you take off your pants <coughs> I will take off my pants Oh it is nice to feel so free you will feel so free when you take off your pants Do not be afraid to take them off We are all friends here All of us wearing no pants Take off your pants La 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 Take off your pants Take off your pants Take off your pants La 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 Take them off your pants. Take off your pants. Your pants. Your pants. La 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 la. All together now. Let's take off our pants. 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 La 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 la. Thanks.
2: I wish we would have used that song for the Pee in Your Pants radio show comedy show. Because everyone wasn't wearing pants, and it was a super fun time, and everyone peed in their pants. Like Timothy Pizza and Zane Barrett, you can look back on that and listen to people peeing their pants. All right, we're uh, we're basically just waiting for Matthew Banks to come because he's we we have George Dave. Oh, no, <laughs> well, since we have George Davis here. Well, he says, hey, everybody, get your hands ready and move them in a slappy clappy like motion for your next comedian. Everybody, it's George Davis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Later. Danger,
18: danger. When we touch, when we kiss. Oh, so much. All right. I got a whole thing. I, I wrote this out because I thought it'd be funny. I'm gonna start with this joke, I think it's super dumb but super funny and I think you'll like it. Alright. It's, remember kids, (laughs) I love it, it's always good to come up with a plan A, B, C, D, and E. Because you know you're gonna get effed, boom, right? Oh right, there you go. All right, this shit, this whole set's about wrestling, basically. All right, the Ultimate Warrior. You know he turned his name to Warrior in 1993, right? Like he changed his surname, so all of his family is Warrior. All right. So his two daughters have the surname Warrior. Indiana. That's a fucked up name already. <laughs> hey Indiana. Alright. So we're hey girl. Yeah. Indiana Warrior? Kind of amazing. <laughs> okay. I don't know what an Indiana Warrior is, but I know that they hate niggers. That's a fact, Jack. <laughs> I know that much. I don't know much about Indiana Warriors. I know that much. And they start somewhere. Anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah, he just smashes the federal government. Yeah. Oh, he OD'd, by the way. The ultimate warrior. He OD'd. That's going to be a running gag. Just remember the od part. Okay. Sensational Sherry was a wrestling chick. The only black chick I ever... What I used to call her? This is funny. The only black bitch I saw in wrestling. <laughs> that would be her. Yeah. That's the only black bitch I've seen wrestling anywhere. And she had these great vanity slash, like, 1985 comic book eyes that were just all shredded out like we're like in comic book world. And Sensational Sherry was, like, in, like, with the uh, Macho Man Orbit. And, you know, I don't know if you know the Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh, yeah. She OD'd in her house, in her mom's house on Oxy. Oh yeah, all right, and one last thing. Literally. (laughs) Put that all on, just make sure we all hear that. Awfully. Oof, this set is garbage, folks. I could tell some jokes, but let's just finish this out. Literally, literally came from Gorilla Monsoon ringside announcer for the WWF in the 1980s. <laughs> Enough people have literally, literally be used to say the roof has literally exploded over the building. Like this set. <laughs> the roof has exploded. His usual retort to his asshole heel corn, <laughs> co-announcers, Will you stop? Was usually directed at the fact that. um, Let me read it. (laughs) Just gonna finish. Jake the Snake Robert. (laughs) Go look up his history. His dad, Pop Grizzly Smith, raped his thirteen-year-old sister, his grandmother's daughter, and made Jake the Snake Robert. But anyway, oh oh oh, let me finish. Or whoever. It was usually them shitting on the ref, which was uh bet b- b- uh by the way, that was the who cares. The ref was his son <laughs> who died <laughs> on a one person like sleep traffic accident, just like junkyard dog. Anyway, I got one more joke.
16: I I actually
18: have a joke. (laughs) Like, remember, I came in on a joke? I'll leave on a joke. What can lifesavers do that guys can't? Come in five different flavors. Thank you. Good night.
2: George Davis, everyone. Yes. then coming in five different flavors. Hooray. And then hurrah. Uh, hey, uh, Scotto just walked in from Flat Black Plastic, our my favorite Saturday show from, well, my favorite show all over the station, but he is on Saturdays from noon to two. If you haven't listened to it, you're an asshole, uh, but you should listen to that all the time, Flat Black Plastic, every week. Uh, he plays things that are flat and black and made of plastic. That means they're all records, everyone. I know, you're like, what is that? What's a record? Uh, because he just walked in, I'm gonna do jokes just for him specifically. Oh, absolutely. you I'm gonna do material. You've never seen before yeah. And if you've heard the joke, you have to tell me to stop because otherwise I'm an asshole uh, Hey, everybody clap it up for me. I'm Pam Benjamin. Yay! <laughs> Matthew Oh, that's so great. You've such pretty flowers in here, and that's so great. You're like being really San Francisco right now. Like, flowers in your hair. Uh have I have you heard my jokes about my period yet, Scott? I've heard some. You've heard some. Oh no. Not all. Well, I am having my period right now. Yay, I'm unclean. Don't touch me. Yay. Um and I know. I. it's so hard for me to believe. I don't understand how Women have been bleeding for a week out of the month ever since the beginning of time, and yet everyone's all confused about it. They're like, "How is this happening? I can't believe." I'm like, "I know we can hide a lot of things from you. <laughs> like even that's why we stick things inside of ourselves now." Now I don't do it. I don't. I don't believe in the paper industry. I don't like. I don't. I don't believe in cotton. Like it, like if there was a hemp a fucking tampon that I could put in and I could like take it out and wash it out and reuse it I'd maybe fucking use that thing but I don't like giving money to the paper industry it makes me sad, cotton weird, non-renewable resource and I just don't like it's like it's like hey you should have a tiny dick inside you all the time <laughs> for like a month out of a week out of every month you should have a tiny dick inside you just so you know how it's going to feel for the rest of your life yay you're going to get fucked forever by everybody yay So, um, and not have a baby. baby. No, this is, I know. Thank God. Not having babies. 42-year-old woman of childbearing age, you don't want me having a baby. I am going to make the worst baby because I love drinking on Tuesday. <laughs> I do. I love drinking on a Tuesday. Why? Because I can. Because I'm a 42-year-old woman without a baby. So I get to do that shit. I get to have fun. And I feel like sometimes a religious right gets all down on me. Like, you should have a baby. And I'm like, why are you saying that? Do you guys not have enough fun? And it's just because they're jealous. They're all watching my Facebook and they're like, she's having too much fun for a 42-year-old woman. She should be tied down with a 14-year-old. She should be Dad all the time. She should be going to parent-teacher conferences and making more cookies. I know, but cookies without weed in them. And who wants to do that? Because that's boring and stupid. The only cookies I make have weed in them. I've actually been thinking a lot about this. I don't like to spend money on beverages that don't have alcohol in them. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me why someone spends $4 on a fucking coffee. That's like two beers without a tip at Bender's. Like, that would make me an asshole, but still, it's possible. (laughs) So I don't understand why... Well, I guess caffeine is a drug and it comes in your coffee, so you're getting a drug, so that's nice. So I will pay $4 for drugs. Absolutely all the time. Except for meth, because that's really bad meth. It's okay. I don't do meth anymore. But I still shouldn't have babies. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Yeah. Because I used to do... (laughs) I hope that my eggs are just fucked up enough that if we try to have one, it would... uh, Now it's... I don't ever want to try to have one. The only reason I would try to have a baby is in the dystopian future when things get cooler and like maybe my friend's gonna die of cancer and I can like make a baby in my baby maker, but not make a baby, just make stem cells and then give them to my friend to save their life. I'm so down for that. I'm like, let me make some cells so that you can live yay I don't want to make some cells so that I can make it live forever fuck that I don't want to make some cells that it can make me live forever fuck you everybody here's the thing if I actually had a kid I would be the worst dance mom that ever danced mom I'd be like I'd be like I need if I had a baby I'd be like I need an agent for the baby and now I need an agent for myself because I'm gonna make the baby dance at 18 months it's gonna be doing like it's gonna be like pot of beret like all over that's not that's not a pot of beret turn out turn out. (laughs) Feet turning out the feet. I will want like some strange clubfoot child so that when you give them those weird things on their feet, you can make them extra pronate out so they can be a better ballerina when they grow up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I shouldn't be a parent. I would fuck up my kids to make money off them in the future. That's how I finally understood slavery. I never understood it, right? Like how could you feel like you could own another person, right? But I've never actually birthed another human being, but if I did, I'd kind of feel like it was an art project, like something I put together, with like a collage, with, um, I don't know, glue sticks, and, I don't know, like old Martha Stewart magazines. But you make that piece of art and it belongs to you. That's why slavery works, because you make a piece of art, and you push it out your uterus and your vagina, and then it belongs to you, and that's why slavery makes sense, because you can own your children and then you can sell them to other people for money. <laughs> but we do it in America in a different way. We just do it through agents and managers and we make them dance! Bailar, motherfucker! <laughs> Sorry. I-, I learned bylar recently as a Spanish word. It means dance. It's good. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Another reason why I shouldn't have children uh, is I am a 42-year-old woman of childbearing age and I am not responsible enough to drive a car but my boyfriend is. So if you make us have a baby, I'm going to need some new tools so the baby can breathe while we're hanging at the bar. You see, what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to drill some holes into his trunk so the baby can sleep comfortably with its sleeping bag because I can't afford a babysitter. So I'm just going to put it in the trunk where it's safe. Yay! It's going to be... I'm not gonna drive home drunk. It's him. <laughs> I don't drive. Uh, when this kid turns five, it's gonna be one of those kids that's like in a special ed class that still needs to wear a leash and it's like trying to run in the street. <laughs> and then the the parent says or the teacher, I'm in some stupid conference and they're like, uh, your child said that you love alcohol more than it. And I'm like, this is a PBR. <laughs> like I'm drinking it right now in the. Okay. Uh, and then finally, the baby turns 12. And uh, it starts doing ketamine. And I'm like, who's your dealer? I can take you to Burning Man. This is going to be a lot of fun. We can have a good time together in the desert on the playa. Let's get to know each other. And then it turns 15, and it teaches me that if uh, you've been doing cocaine for 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. And I'm like, wow, that is a pro tip, motherfucker. Uh, and then finally, at 17, it dies from this huge, major, like, speedball overdose, cocaine, heroin, just like in the veins, like, ah, oh, i dead. And I'm like, 17 years. It's a 17-year late-term abortion that is the latest late-term abortion you can ever have. <laughs> it was your choice, America, to put it through rehab four times. Not mine. Your choice. Didn't want, didn't want to do that. You're wasted money, assholes. Uh, yay. Yay. Uh, so, coming up at 8 o'clock, we've got Pam Tice's Comedy Clubhouse. It's going to be the St. Puke Tricks Day edition where we're going to have seven comedians tell you guys and we're going to actually ask for people in the audience to tell their best puke stories in under two minutes. But uh, we're going to have people tell all of their puke stories, and it's going to be fun. And It's going to be 8 o'clock, so stick around for that. And until then, let's uh, smoke cigarettes and hang out and have a good time. Ow. Yay. Bye, everybody. Yay.
21: Call a concussion. Oh, yeah. skewer low. Chimney for a tincelled town eruption. Chocolate <coughs> concussion. You're the top. Village propulsion, dressed up like a cop. That warm, antically feeling, that puddle on the floor. You catch your face in the mirror and whoa, hey, hopadoodelo burns on my ankles,
14: splinters.
21: scrub and a scrub and a scrub and a scrub but the blood's too
1: thick
21: let's take a bath let's take a bath in the sand
19: The pleasure face makes the kiss the lips look so real no one can tell that you're still thinking And when it's all over you I can roll around in the slip Lunch butter, lunch butter Rub it in the back, rub it in the back, lunch butter, lunch
1: butter Well,
19: you look like you're clean and you smell like you're shaving Climb up on the cigarette and make it like a monkey You pump your funky hips until the hunch starts jumping And lap it up like a dog It's all over your chin and everything I can tell you like it, I like it too I like it on my neck and chin
8: Take off your pants, (laughs) take off your pants, take off your pants, take off your pants. I know you say you like to wear pants, are you sure? You like to wear pants, it would be nice if you would take off your pants. Oh, there is a nice breeze blowing, oh, wouldn't that nice breeze feel good down there, down there where you smell like nice. Oh, please take them off, take off your pants, you will like it if you take off your pants. I will take off my pants Oh, it is nice to feel so free
22: You will feel so free Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm gonna guess waffles. (laughs) That is incorrect! Actually, Alex... The food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts! Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed! No, baby! There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good!
1: This is matters. Metals
23: with Mute in the Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation.
5: Give it to me every time. Yeah. Oh.
24: Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.f Evan Chester Cashcock here and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pam Tastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground, <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> yeah.
0: 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st and Florida. Contact Pam at pamsedai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now.
5: To hurt me, but boy how it burns me whenever she touched me And oh, I
17: feel so lucky, oh
2: Second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017, to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S. From Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live, streaming, and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in The Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, the Law Offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick.
16: asiento this locally owned mission neighborhood bar and restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival we hope you'll join us any night of the mutiny radio comedy festival for happy hour pricing all night long just mention that you were an audience member for happy hour pricing march 1st through the 5th at asiento our address is 2730 21st street at bryant street just a half a block away from mutiny radio Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. A Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, I this is the perfect more, place for groups never. that want to get together for drinks
17: and food. Join us at Asiento.
2: I want it more. Whoa there. What a tomato! Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato! I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato! Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato.
6: What a tomato!
16: 2055 Jarrod Avenue.
9: Hope your legs are looking sexy because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 730 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Moms Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy.
2: What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips, and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork.
24: Man, you should go. What
5: will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor?
2: What will we do with the drunken sailor? Because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them
14: confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business.
5: What will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor early in the morning? Way hey! Way, hey up sure rises early in the morning. Shave his belly with the rusty razor, shave his belly with the rusty razor, shave his belly with a rusty razor lying in the morning. Way hey! Up she rises, way hey, and up she rises, way hey, and up she rises, early in the morning. We'll put him in a long boat till he's sober, put him in a long boat till he's sober, put him in a long boat till he's sober, they lying in the morning. Way hey, and up she rises, way hey, and up she rises, way hey, and up she rises, early in the morning. Captain's daughter, put him in the bed with the captain's daughter, put him in the bed
25: with the captain's
5: daughter, lie in the morning. Way, hey, and up she rises, way hey, head up, she rises, way hey, and up she rises, her lie in the morning, That's what we do with the drunken sailor. That's what we do with the drunken sailor. That's what we do with the drunken sailor.
25: Might see the morn now, it's lonely round the fields of Athen Low no lie the fields of Athen Rhine, where once we watched the small free barn. We had dreams and songs to sing Now it's slowly round the fields of wine. By a lonely prison wall. I heard a young man call in Nothing matters, Mary, when you're free. The famine and the crown I rebel they ran me down Now you must raise our child With dignity Low lie the fields of Athens For once we watched the small And songs to sing now, but slowly round the fields of Avenue. By a lonely harbor wall, I watched the last star falling as the prison ship sailed out against the sky. Now she'll wait and hope and pray For her love in Botany Bay Out slowly round the fields of Athens Low lie the fields of Athens Where once we watched the small free and songs to sing Now it's lonely around the fields of happen.
7: She answered me right modestly, I am me mother's darling, Let me too, Raya, follow the little I diary follow the little air, oh. And when you come to me mother's house when the moon is shining clearly, And when you come to me mother's house when the moon is shining clearly, for I'll be there to let you in, and devil won't you you the launch and, let you and devil won't you hear us with me too, Raya, follow the little I diary follow the little air. To the she took me horse by the bridle and the pit, and she led him to the stable. She took me horse by the bridle and the pit, and she led him to the stable. She there's us plenty of oats for the soldier's horse to wait to defeat able. With me to my yard, follow the little lad, I recall the little Larry home. She took me by the lily white hand And she led me to the table Ah, she took me by the lily white hand And she led me to the table Send us plenty of wine for the soldier boy To drink it if he's able With me to the right on the little da the little airy And then I get up and I made the bed And I made it nice and easy. How ah, well I get up and I made the bed And I made it nice and easy. The day and the world that will hear us. How about there we lay till the break of the day and the world that will hear us? Then I rose up and on me close and let's see, I must leave you with, with me to a right yard. Follow little lad, finally follow the little area. How when will you return again and when will we be married? How about when will you return again and when will we be married? When broken shells make Christmas bells So then will the be married oh. with the little oh. rhino Of all the little da.
23: In Canturk and in Killarney In Passage and in Queenstown It is the Cove of Cork Goodbye to all this pleasure But I'm going to take me leisure And the next that you will hear from me Is a letter from New York So goodbye machine turk and am Sick and tired of working The more i take the praises The longer I'll be fooled Instead of digging Brady's I'll be digging Lumps of gold Goodbye To all the boys at home I'm sailing Far across the foam To try and make me fortune In Far and Mary Kay There's gold and money Plenty for the poor And for the gentry And when I come back again I never more will say Goodbye Mercy, turk And sure I'm sick and tired Of working The more I'll dig the Brady's The longer I'll be full Sure, his name is Carney. I'll be off to California. Where instead of digging praises I'll be digging the lumps of gold.
5: She'll get her own lad by and by. When she gets a lad of her own, she won't tell her mummy when she comes home. Let them all come as they will, but it it's Albert Mooney, she loves still. But tell me ma, when I go home, the boys won't leave the girls alone. To pull my hair, to sew my comb, but that's all right till I go home. She's handsome, she is pretty, She's the belle of the Belfast city. She is a courtin' one, two, three. Please, would you tell me who is she? She is a court, one, two, three. Please, would you tell me who is she?
25: In my memory I will always see The town that I Have loved so well Where our school Played ball By the old gas yard wall And we